Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé Happily Ever After. As you probably know, our podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Tuesday. And in that podcast, we break down two shows from, you know what, that's actually incorrect. Our regular Tender Loving Care is available every Wednesday. That's a correction, folks. Wednesday. And in that podcast, we break down two shows from the TLC Network, Past or Present, and Deep Dive and Discuss Glorious Chaos. We've decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season, which is readily coming to an end soon happily ever after um 90 fancy happily ever after and release it for some more content for you la 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 kate that was the worst intro i've ever done but i'm so excited <laughs> i just don't even know what to do i, I skipped over i went dinkling and a dangling maybe keep that one off the reel <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that little one off my voiceover reel yeah but rest can stay i'm too excited i'm too much in a tizzy it's 2023 kate we are back and we are still discussing happily ever after. <laughs> We're still here, bitch. Still uh, it's been happening. It's been years. It's been, it has. It has been decades at this point. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna say something. I have a lot of new thoughts this week, and I want. I feel like your face is telling me you do too. I mean, they completely changed the format. Here we go. They right. the the fourth wall is as broken as the relationships are <laughs> which we <laughs> want i mean we what we witnessed i wrote down my first note is that we have spent 
listeners, you know, Kate and I have spent weeks upon weeks complaining about how this will never end. And when I say my English eyeballs were not off the screen for these two parts of this towel, I'm not lying. There was no fast forwarding, which is always in my wheelhouse. Never. I didn't fast forward one second. I watched everything. I even rewatched some scenes because I had to take extra notes. Kate, it was beautiful. It was so entertaining. I was like <sighs> wishing that that the whole season had been some twisted big mm. brother house in San Diego or something <laughs> with all of them there. <laughs> I mean, it felt what we witnessed this week, it felt like we were getting in the muck and the mire of their lives. And really just that curtains pulled when you when you think that what else can you see the curtain being pulled, and then them all together, and alcohol, it's perfect for reality TV. It's perfect. And I was thinking about this too. Um, the drama is so amplified because these are people who have completely sold their souls and they, they mm. are doing things that their producers are telling them to do and say, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. you should bring this up, bring that up. When they're filming with their family and friends, these are people that are not used to being on camera. So now I felt like some of these scenes, we see a lot of scenes with them um, when they're not filming the actual Fell all, oh and God. it's just like two of them getting a drink or something, and I was like, "Oh, oh perfect! You know, their producers just like prepped them hard." For oh, this. they just went in. They went in. They went in, and like you say, we're so used to you know all these people are like like family to us now, and. <laughs> Because we've been watching them for over two decades, it feels like on this. So we know them so well that, you know, we go from a scene with Jovi to a scene to Andre. But when we forget that they've actually never met or haven't been in a room together. So we're seeing them in a room together and it is and they're talking to each other and they're grabbing a drink and it is glorious. We need to get into it. We need to get into it. it. Guys, we're going to be covering because we had a little break for Christmas and New Year. Obviously, Happy New Year to you all. Our regular episode is going to come out on um, Wednesday, as we said in the intro. In that, we're going to discuss everything Kate and I have been up to, personal life, stuff like that. But right now, we don't have time. We don't have time. we got to get in. We're doing part one and part two of the tell-all, of which there are four parts and I'm not even upset I complained and complained and complained and I'm not upset for a second there are four parts because part one and part two what a dream it really paid off I just realized I have five pages of notes (laughs) excuse me that is that's dedication guys that is dead well having said that why don't you start us off why don't you start us off that being said I didn't write anything down for Kimberly and Usman (laughs) that's funny I went back and like add it okay well there's reason okay yeah well let's so, start what the opening scene are we going scene by scene or are we going no we all go couple by couple but we have to talk about who we opened with do you remember well it's Angela and Michael right or it's Angela and and her daughter Angela at home in that wardrobe I was like, what's going on? I thought I was watching the wrong episode. Mm, mm -mm, I loved it. It was like, bruv, they 
have taken so many notes. I would like to say from us, but also from Bravo. You, the Bravo world now, when they do their reunions, which is the equivalent of a tell-all, we love the backstage. We love seeing them get out the cars, the town car. Like, we love seeing all this. And we see that, Angela. Angela is never not wearing a backless jumpsuit or backless sundress. She is such an evil gargoyle. She has this like sort of, she's like getting really quite thin. She has sort of a hump back mm, and mm. she has this dry dust bowl. Mm. We see her refusing to drink water later on. I noticed her addition, her little Monroe piercing. She was loving that. I definitely noticed that she's regressing a lot. <laughs> a lot going on with Angela. And she says she's going through the wardrobe we see and we're getting, so we get all these behind the scenes, right? Of everyone prepping for the, uh, for the tell or going to New York. And she's there and never just the red always just to the side or in hand, always around. Got a Monroe piercing, picking up all this shit. And then we see Scala, her daughter, who is just going, uh, Michael cheated on you. It's terrible. You need to end this. And Angela's just going, oh, I know he's awful. He's awful. Angela just constantly is saying to us, Michael cheated on me. Yes. He's been unfaithful. Let's not forget the accidental blowjob way back in the beginning. So this is the Never multiple. Forget. Never forget. Multiple times cheated on her. She's so angry. She threatened divorce continuously if he just had Instagram up. Now he's completely cheated on her. She has these horrible voice notes, all of this stuff. And she's still like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, Angela, Angela. It's It's because she's getting a check from it. She keeps saying he's using me. Well, you're using him to be on TV. If he's using you to get to America, you're using him. And she's so insulting, too, when she talks about it. She says, everyone thinks that Nigerians are scammers. And I wanted to show people that mine wasn't. Like, like she sounded so possessive of Michael. And it just was gross. Let's not forget, we have timestamps. Kate and I, as Bravi fans, <laughs> love a timestamp. We had a 72 hours before the tell-all. Oh, what you- a dream. Did you notice that it's not just called the tell-all? It's called... Tell all, no limits. Yes. So good. No boundaries, no limits, <laughs> no happiness. None. So hang on, how do you want to do this? Because there's so much to unpack. Do you, do you, re- do you want to just, you want to go couple by couple, you think? Or chronological, because uh, ha- it's kind of hard. Uh, what do you think? Well, I think we should go couple by couple, like before they get to the tell all. Yeah maybe and then kind of just kind of go through them as the because these were it was long yes and we're going through two of them so okay okay so you carry on then we've done like Angela leaving the house do you want to do when she got to New York I oh my god okay Angela gets to the hotel with her friend. I forgot that friend. Uh, Jen. Don't forget Jen. Okay. I I never forget Renee because I loved Renee, but Jen is always there also. She's basically Angela's handler. I have no (laughs) idea where she came from, but there isn't a bit of that body that doesn't have something injected into it. And it's outstanding. It's amazing. And Angela is wasted. Okay. 
can you correct me on this? Which drug. we see uh, we, which 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 opening is it? The, is it when we see her getting out of the car to get to the studio, or getting? I think it is, or getting out of the car to get to the hotel, where the door opens and a beer can falls out. Like you couldn't make this shit up. Was that her? That was her arriving at the studio. Okay, yeah, that was the studio. Yeah. I think. Okay, the I'm hotel. She's the hotel. She's wearing this jumpsuit, oh, no. this sort oh, of stretchy yeah. jumpsuit. It, it looks like, well, I would wear something like that, I guess, but I'm also much younger, but um, she's just dressing really young. She's really drunk. And to me, it seemed like maybe something else could be involved. Um, you know, don't want to. I, I mean, oh, we, we cast aspersions all the time here, but I mean, I just wrote down Angela has developed a massive drinking problem, right? We never saw this before. It seems to me that it's gotten much worse. I mean, I don't doubt that she's always had, you know, beers sitting around having beers and cigarettes, but it seems to have gotten to a point where she's this party girl. And you know why it's money. That's what happens. You see, do you remember, um, you know, Honey Boo Boo and how her mother ended up a full on crack addict? And it was because of money. When you're broke, you don't have money and you're raising kids and you're, you know, have a job. Remember, we met Angela. She was, you know, living very humbly and she had Mm -hmm. was looking after her mother. She was looking after grandkids. She had a job. She doesn't have any of that anymore. She lives in a bigger house. She's more money than you and I coming to her. So she, and she lives for like pennies in Georgia. So yeah. that's why I think this is what happens. It, she is the case of like Honey Boo Boo's mom. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. It's like when people win the lottery and they just yep. piss it all away. So she's drunk as hell and she's mm. just fumbling into the hotel with her friend, going up to her room. She starts like twerking randomly oh, to no so music. Rough. It it's was so very, rough. it was very strange. She's acting like a teenager. Mm. So then um, it's the day of the tell all and she calls Michael to sort of wheeze about yeah, sure. him and Usman. And she's mm. threatening Michael, basically um, saying he needs to stand up for her and speak up against them. She has a huge vendetta against Usman. Huge. And I'd missed all that. So apparently they did one of those. It wasn't pillow talk, but it was another offshoot that Kate and I have watched. And Usman's on there and Usman and Angela got into it because Michael apparently went to go and meet Usman in some town. And they spent a couple of hours together. So she now blames Usman forgetting Michael on Instagram. It's all these like very anyway. And then Usman started talking badly about Angela or something. And so she is, she doesn't come in at a 10. She comes in at a hundred. She got out of that car. It was like an Escalade at the studio and it must've been early because they shoot all day. So let's say latest, it would have been eight, eight in the morning, eight thirty in the morning. I imagine they get there to go and do hair and makeup that door opens and the beer can just comes out. I need to put that on our Instagram. It falls out the car as though it was like a scene from Dumb and Dumber or like an 80s movie. It was insane. So then she gets on the street and she just starts dancing again. You're like, she's been at it. She's been drinking all day, all night, woke up drinking. Then, like you say, she's in the makeup chair screaming at him. Her voice with the Marlboreds, the screaming, the drinking, there isn't a voice to be had anymore. No. Michael. I go. Oh, 
bad it's, it's so, bad. so bad but she, she has so much energy she has this like crackhead energy mm-hmm. <laughs> like Adderall abuse there or something is, yeah There's like she's losing something. a load of weight too yeah. yeah there's something going on it's something. not just the um bud light that she's drinking yeah so that's kind of what she's up to right before the tell-all uh let's see She's in the mate, she's getting her makeup done. And then already the cast, because we're just going to talk about Angela and Michael here, already the cast, there's all the whispering, all the whispering of like, Angela thinks she's a star. Angela always waits. And you realize that it has all gone to her head. I mean, we kind of knew that, but this was just such a a scene of like, she was just making such a scene constantly. This woman is doing her makeup, which remember this woman is, you know, Angela's lived 50 something years in a very modest lifestyle in the middle of nowhere. And then you give them money, you give them hair and makeup and she thinks she's a full on movie star. So the cast is all like in the green room going like, is Angela here? You know, we're not having her take everything open. She thinks she's a star. She keeps us waiting, blah, 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 blah. And then they all get onto set. And then, of course, Angela's the last one to come on set. And boy, oh boy, does she come on set. In her slippers. She's okay. got this crusty, dry throat. She's just like, hi, everyone. Hi, Ed. Hey, motherfucker. And you're just like, oh, God. And then uh, right away, um, she starts screaming at Usman Straight on the away. video. They haven't even started Great. filming the tell-all. They haven't called action. And we just have Sean sat. Sean is down there. <laughs> she sat. She's ready to go. And guys, you know, they filmed for days. This is another thing we realized. They've kept these people for like two days. They're filming this for two 12-hour days, um, and which was genius because you get them in a hotel afterwards. But so they're there early. Sean sat down to do this. Angela comes on, goes straight up to the monitor with Usman and the fight that they, ha- I must admit, I was laughing my ass off when yes. they're going back and forth. And you just hear Usman goes, you are the worst thing that happened to Nigeria. I lost my shit. I was laughing so hard. It was brilliant. Okay. Accurate okay. and brilliant. Go and get your seat, pig. <laughs> <laughs> you sit down pig i honestly the oh. insults between the two of them were brilliant. she was like you're a five foot two fucker or something like that like, oh, God. this was, was honestly it. the lightest part of the tell yes it was and it was outstanding so we haven't started filming she no. goes in she's screaming at this monitor kimbali is sat there going just uh-huh uh-huh Scr- by the way angela's already threatened to go at kimbali as well in case she defends usman so kimberly's doing something smart she's sat with her mouth shut screaming at usman usman goes sit down you pig and then angela storms off and and, and sean just goes um Sorry, we haven't even started filming yet. And Angela's gone. So she leaves. But the woman, honestly, I had concerns about a heart a heart issue. She is at her energy that... No- what I concluded is this woman, we don't have a lot of knowledge about her past life. We Maybe if we went back to season one that she was on, we'd know about past husbands or whatever. But she has kids. I don't know if she was married. I don't know whatever happened to her past relationships. But I... Yeah. She hated, she'd been messed over by men was always kind of the idea. Mm -hmm. This woman has so much anger 
and it is now fueled with Bud Lights because we all know she's drinking Bud Light, possibly something else she's taking, and fame. It is the and money that is the worst combination. So she storms off the set, obviously, got a smoke. Jen's after her. Jen can't really move that well because of all the injection she's had. So she's just, you know, she's going out there, following her out. And Angela is like visibly shaking. And I'm like, what are you so angry about? Well, think about it too. She's her insides are probably rotting. She's not eating much. Probably she's probably drinking Red Bulls and monsters to keep herself going. And she's smoking cigarettes nonstop. And she doesn't drink water. Her friend is like, you're dehydrated. You need to drink this. She gives her water. Angela takes a drink and then squishes it in her mouth and spits it out and says, I hate water. No, it's great. It was great. Listen, I have I have, I have two friends that I can think of that don't drink water. Like, force. My friend was pregnant, and she was like, "Oh, I can't drink water. I can drink, drink sparkling water. She hates water." I get it. I get. I I love water. I drink a lot of water, but I have so many friends. Don't know if it's an English thing, just don't drink water. But um, she, her body, and had massive major surgeries, multiple, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. She is a mess. The smoking, and so she sat outside shaking. This woman's trying to calm her down. I'm like, she's going to have some type of like heart incident, and then Sean's like, you know what? Let's just get on with that. Let's stop filming. (laughs) Sean's like, fuck it, let it roll. Yeah, seriously. Um, she does come back. We do get her back, of course. The producer, she looks. By the way, she's storming out, going, "Oh, my car! Where's my car? Take me!" I mean, it's such a diva. Like, all right. Then the producer comes back, and these poor producers have to spend their days groveling to someone like Angela because they know it makes better television. Come on in, Angela. Will you come back? We come back. Yeah, I'll come back. Yeah, I'll come back. So she eventually does come back. So we see her. I think it must be episode two that we do see her and Michael segment. And Kate, I'm going to be real. When you see her, we have to replay her crying from that last episode and what Michael did to her. I was near tears. He, oh, okay. And everyone was watching this woman. She's being humiliated by her husband. She's being humiliated on television and everything's getting replayed. It's awful. It was. And the whole, you see everyone sitting there, you can see them start to really pity her. And it's, it was such a change from when she first came Mm. in and everyone was like, oh, here comes Angela. Don't talk Mm -hmm. to her. And she, you know, starts crying and it's awful. We have, we have Michael on the screen um, and he doesn't (sighs) deny anything. Doesn't deny a thing. Um, he claims that, okay, it's really conflict. I mean, look, he doesn't, he admits that he definitely cheated on her. It was his name in the, it was his voice in the voice notes to a woman who we find out was an American woman who he, we even see, we don't see the screenshots. Angela tells us, and Michael doesn't really put up much of a defense against this, that he was telling her, I'll sort out Angie um, but I'll get over there and then I'll sort out Angie and then we can be together, essentially. It's so... Michael, we were all rooting for you. Like, we were on your side. It's so bad. She talks about all of these messages. He's basically saying, by the way, this messes up all of his immigration. He's never going to get that visa. 
Um, it's in the process, but who knows? But he, if he does get it, let's say it's in the process and it can come any day, because I don't believe Angela's going to break up with him. I don't believe it for a second. I believe she's going to make his life a living hell, A, because of the show and the money, and B, because I genuinely think she wants she wants to be loved by him. Um, I think that if he comes over, obviously we know he's going to leave her in two seconds flat, but he is, he's cheating on her openly. He's communicating with other women and she's still like, I don't know what to, yes, we are still together. That was the most embarrassing part of it all. That was the most embarrassing part of all. She's like, yeah, we're still together. Wasn't he sending that girl money too? I think so. And it was not his money. Oh, and it's just, it's useless. It's just like going around and she keeps going, listen, I will pull that visa. I will divorce you, Michael. And it's like, what more does he have to do? He's in front of you cheating on you and you're still not doing it. You're never going to do it. You're never going to break up with him. And that's why she, she focuses on these little kind of little thing like the Instagram she just is a dog with a bone about the Instagram and it's like okay well it's not the Instagram that's the issue it's the fact that Michael is a cheater he's a cheater like he can cheat on you without Instagram he can sleep with someone in his hometown and you'll never know I mean it's it's really really rough to watch so we see her crying a lot we see um everybody kind of taking her her side during it and michael's just desperately trying to like i mean he's not even really talking his way out of it he's just like it's okay it's okay like just trying to get her to like calm down a little bit um and then his is it his uncle comes on yeah it's a family member and he is he's pro angela he's saying oh, very you can much come, so you can come visit anytime i don't uh condone what michael has done to you and all of this exactly exactly oh it's it was rough but to wrap up angela we basically just get that back and forth back and forth well well I what have to admit something what unlikely duo that i really like a guy on i know what you're gonna say say it say it Ange, Angel, and and andre. andre okay guys they pair them up so what happens is at the end of this they are shooting this for two days as tell all so they go all right we're finished for the first day everyone you can go back to your hotel and relax and then this the coordinators are like saying all right we'll put you in two cars like they're all staying at the same hotel this is all genius whoever decided all of this mm-hmm. and they're like all right you two get the in one car and it was Andre and angela and when they get they hit it off like a house on fire he comes in going, you know what? You need to get rid of that. He's just going to cheat on you. As soon as he gets here, he's going to leave you. Andre's just saying everything we all know. She's like, you're right, you're right. Let's go for a drink. They're high-fiving. They are in love. And it's he, the best thing I've ever seen. He is so straightforward. It's hilarious. He's like, I was feeling bad for you. And I never feel bad for people. <laughs> yeah, we know. You really Andre. just hold on yourself there, Andre. Seriously. And then, and then uh, she's like, Elizabeth, eat your heart out. He's with me, Ma, tonight. And I was like, why do I like this duo? It was the best duo. I was so happy. He is like, it, 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 she's just like, I like you. You're a straight shooter. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. He's like laughing. Like, we, it was a side of Andre. Well, we're going to get on to that. But a side okay. of Andre yeah. that was just like wonderful. So it concludes with they all, it's so genius. They get them all 
back to the hotel to go on the rooftop, all of them, with an open bar. Genius. Genius. So, of course, Nima, Angela goes up straight away and she asks for a glass of champagne. And, like, classy girl, she's just downs that glass of champagne. It wasn't a shot. It was a glass of champagne that she just downed. Just down the hatch sure. with sure. who? Liz. Liz. Oh, it was talk about genius. So can you imagine what the story's that barman? That's who we need to get on the show. We need to get that barman on the show. He was behind that bar and these morons were coming up all night for booze. All night. And we've only seen a glimpse of it. So then we see her basically um, drinking and then there's a shot of them all um, on the roof. Yeah, on the rooftop, and I noticed something. You know, my eagle eyes love to look in the background. Mm-hmm. So our duo, Andre and Angela, obviously Angela always has her marble red. And then we see, uh, there's a shot of her. She sat down, Andre is sat next to her. Did you see him with a cigarette? No. I was really surprised because he's Mr. Fitness, Mr. Everything. And I rewound it like three times. It's like, is that a cigarette? And I think he just wanted a sneaky cigarette. And he got one from Ange. So they had a little smoke together. I like that a lot. I can see him standing outside in a Moldovan winter, just like kind of puffing. When he was a police officer. He was a cop, yeah. But I like to see that. Angela shared a little ciggy with him. I like to see their smoking convos. That would have been good. Um, So then it kind of just ends with somebody going, hang on, let's see if Michael's on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, please. So, and then she's looking at the phone being like, is that him? And they're like, it could be fake. It could be fake. And then we see her going to approach Ed and it cuts. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be so good. So good. So, you know what? Ange Ange gave us a lot. And it wasn't what I got from her in this. It wasn't just the screaming. It wasn't confronting Michael. It was the behind the scenes shit. It was her with Jen. I'm very interested in Jen. I am very interested in her massive drinking problem. I'm interested in those late night conversations in the hotel. Like we got a lot from Ange. We did. And it was a lot of horrible yelling. Yes. Abusive yelling. But she did have some levels. You know, we we saw some levels. It was a little more dynamic than we've seen from her. Mm. Okay. Who should we talk about? Let's talk about... I don't have much on Jovi and Yara. The note that I have involves Andre. Andre, he was another MVP uh, for me this episode, these two episodes. I was waiting for you to say it. I was waiting to get your feedback. I'm I'm very much in love with Andre. <laughs> I was mildly I'm gonna say I was mildly attracted to him this episode. I was mildly attractive to Andre. And Andre is like not my type at all, but he made me laugh. He gave great advice. Yeah. He was so measured in some scenes. I was like, Andre, this is a great look on you. He might be misogynistic in some moments. Sure, 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 sure. But he also was standing up for the women a lot. I I loved him. So let's go into Andre and Libby. So Libby is not there, guys, because she's very, very, she was very, very pregnant. So she's back on a monitor. So that's why Andre can have his little ciggy. But, um, It opens with him at a bar with Jovi, which they had shoved those two together. I was like, okay, okay. I didn't know really what their background was. I don't know if they'd met before. I can't remember at all. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, maybe once. They didn't mm-hmm. know each other well. 
So they're sat there and Jovi, you could see, he was just desperate to be on his own and have a drink. And what you read, this this whole conversation, they start off fine. They're just talking about whatever. They're talking about the problems with Yara going to uh, Europe and then um, Andre and um, the family. And everything was going fine. Everything was going fine until Jovi made one fatal mistake. And he he questioned Andre and he said, would you not think that you might be the problem? Boom, done. Their relationship was over. It went, Andre, you could see it in him. He lo- he he loses it so quickly. Before that, he was, he was sat there and I was like, you actually seem like a guy I could have a conversation with. I could be friends with you. I like this, this look, Andre. Like, all of this is good. And then he starts, every other word is swearing. Cursing at Jovi. Yeah, beep, beep, beep. And he's like, you know, you you took your wife to a strip. That's all they're going to keep saying about Jovi. You took your wife after she gave birth to a strip club, which is so true. He's like, you're disgusting. That was was like, yes, Andre. Yes, this is all true. And Jovi, you see so much about Jovi. It's very telling, this interaction with Andre. Mm -hmm. First of all, Jovi is very, very insecure, which I think we kind of knew. But he's also cannot articulate himself. I don't want to... I don't want to say he's dumb, but he cannot, he gets flustered so quickly when Andre's coming at him. And he's like, um, yeah, well, you, you seem like revert to a schoolboy. And he's mm-hmm. like, um, but yeah, you know, like, you, what about you though? You're, 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 um, uh, you're taking her away from the family. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, look what you're doing. Right. Right. Like he, he he gets flustered. He can't articulate himself. He doesn't know how to communicate. He's completely intimidated by Andre. And he just doesn't, he can't stand up for himself. No. And you can see where that contributes to his relationship with Yara, because there are many big things that they don't seem to communicate fully on. And I think it's because he gets like this, he gets all caught up in his emotions and he can't like calmly express how he feels and his opinion. And so he just gets mad and then she gets frustrated that he's being a jerk and then he goes and drinks. I think you've, that's so true what you're saying. And I think that he, there is a lot that that man cannot access. I think I'll leave it at that. I think there's a lot of emotions that man cannot access and so he has pushed it down probably most of his life and he's drank and he's played this bravado guy because there, I told you, there are sometimes when I see Jovi, I know we're talking about Andre here, but there's sometimes I see Jovi and these really beautiful things come out of him. Mm-hmm. He wants a family. He loves his wife. He loves that he's a dad, but there's this other side of him that somewhere along the way, he's decided to be this bro or this like yeah strip clubs and drinking and that's what I do that's what I do but that's not really you I don't think that's what you no. really really enjoy so just lean into being a good person because I think it's there Jovi but you mess it up by yeah. not communicating well and keeping up this facade it's not you you're so right that's why he likes going to strip clubs because it makes him feel like a big cool guy you know, with game and he's, these women are getting paid to, you know, pay attention. I guess why everyone goes to strip clubs, but um, it, for him, it's, it's like a part of his whole persona. I think so. There's a lot more to that boy. Boy, boy, man, there's a lot more to him. Like he was a great traveler. He has a very good job. Like there's good things about him, but he, he, 
he's got to lean into it more. He's got to let go of that. I guess it's maturity. You know what? It comes down to maturity. He's still playing that little boy role and he has to give it up. And I think Yara probably sees glimpses of that. Mm. And that's what keeps her with him. You know, absolutely. And he's a good dad. He loves that child. True. Um, so anyway, back to Andre. So what we see later on, we'll fast forward because there's a flashback when Andre and Jovi are kind of still going at it. And he goes, you suggested going to a strip club last night. Now, everything we've just <gasps> said about Jovi is kind of going out the window, but we've <laughs> ignore like this little bit because Kay and I are still true in what we're saying. I, but this is actually proves our point. I think this was Jovi trying to bond with this yep. very, very alpha energy. Yes. Um, because Andre, before they got into a fight at the bar, Jovi asked Andre if he wanted to go to a strip club. And Andre, quite rightly, is like, what are you talking about? My pregnant wife at home? And I want to go to a strip club with you? That's disgusting. No, I wouldn't. And you see Jovi's like, oh, shit, because this all plays to what we just said. Jovi's like, that's that's what men do, right? That's why Bond, I didn't think he had a lot of friends growing up. I'm going to throw this out. I think he was podgy growing up. I'm going to throw that out. And I think he didn't have a lot of friends. And I think that's, it all stems from childhood. And I bet yes. that's where that all came from. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, yeah. And so he does that and he gets knocked back by Andre so intensely that I think it throws him completely. And then Andre says, I'm not your fucking therapy over here. And then he dumps a cup of vodka down his gullet. And then he goes to the camera outside and he's like, I'm excited for the tell-all. Got some stuff to say, and I'm going to tell Yara Jovi is a party boy. He, I'm telling you. Notes, let me see. What do my notes say here, Andre? Um, Can I admit, question mark, I was mildly attracted to Andre. (laughs) He was looking good, too, I thought. What is it about us? Like, Andre, you had us for like 15 minutes. I was attracted to you. I'm sure he'd be thrilled to know that. Anyway, uh, so then we go to Andre um, in the green room. So we're having a lot of green room combo, which Mm. is fab um we see liz and ed's segment which we're gonna not even touch on right now until we get to liz and ed but um andre is giving her such fantastic advice once again sticking up for the women going you need to run away from ed you're not suited the marriage is never gonna work you're much better than that leave him he's a horrible person the way he speaks to you i'm like andre you're so right it was really great. Love I, you, I was I was proud that he was, you know, had his he I, I don't know if it was because maybe because Libby wasn't there. He was mm-hmm. kind of like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not I'm not going to be talking to her for screen time. Like, I'm going to just get in here and dig in. Sure. Absolutely. And then we see we get to their segment. So Libby's on the screen Andre, they start chit-chatting, going over their thing that she's pregnant, her pregnancy's going well, and her s- singing. Sean was such a Sean like, how's the singing going? It's going really well. Yeah, you know, yeah. And then we see they bring out my Becky, who looked I it, for anyone that doesn't is just listening, I'm deeply attracted to <laughs> Libby's sister Becky. She I could stare at her day in day out she i want her to remain on television because she's so beautiful her and that beautiful dutch husband of hers they are 
so gorgeous. I want to be a thruple with them. I am obsessed with them both. I um, I just can't even handle how much I love them. She I bet comes out. If they had a spinoff of her just like going to get her nails done. We would. Probably I would watch, watch every <laughs> second of her. I am so obsessed. My eyes cannot leave the screen. She comes out and she's got this like crossover. She looks like a Grecian goddess. Just oh my god. Such a dime. She looks so good. And Charlie. And Charlie Charlie comes out. And I loved it. Liz goes, you are such a good looking family. It was so funny. (laughs) And Becky was like, because Becky's so used to it. She's like, oh, thank you. She goes, you guys are so gorgeous. (laughs) And I was like, Liz, you're being me right now. So we've got Charlie. I'm going to say Somebody prepped Charlie very, very well for this because he Mm. kept his cool Kate, except for the leg. I am very triggered by emotionally unstable, quick to anger people because of people I've had in my life. And that leg triggered me so much because I see that in a man. He's about to blow and the leg is going and the leg is going and you're waiting for him to blow and I see Charlie's leg going and going. And that's really scared me. It really scared me because I thought, just keep your call. Cool. But he kept his call. Cool. He did so well, Kate. He did. And I felt that he had sassy little statements prepared. Sure. And uh, they got to the immigration bit. And he, I don't think, should have said what he said Uh didn't he he insinuated that someone in their family called it immigration okay here's i don't know what your opinion is tell me your opinion because my to this my opinion is nobody reported him Mm -hmm. what do you think i'm i'm like 95 percent nobody reported him but there is a five percent of me that's like really maybe I guess it's because I am so, because once again, I've gone through the green card process, all of it that they're doing, I've done. I know how seriously I took everything and you are warned constantly about how you need to keep your nose clean, how you, this is all serious. You sit with government officials, like all of this stuff is extremely serious and the American government does not mess around. You don't get second chances. And I feel for someone to pick up a phone, especially one of them, Charlie, pick up a phone, find out an immigration number. To even get through to anyone is hard enough, trust me, if you wanted to report someone. You don't just call the police. You don't call the FBI. You'd have to find an immigration. I don't know how you do it. USCIS, something like that. Find that number. Call them. Go through to an official that would probably scare the shit out of you and be like, okay, you're reporting on a case. Who is this? Give them the full name. What are you reporting? What is there to report? The only thing there is to report is that it's a false marriage, which is, it's evidently not. And they even have, I mean, they have the best um, best evidence of a TV show to show it's not a false marriage. So that's not going to work. Right. Um, the other thing they could say is um, possible legal, illegal activity um back in moldova sure i could have said that and something that becky said this time was that we did not know that andre overstayed a visa now the american government does not mess around with that so sure they could have said that i just am not convinced anyone in that family would have the wherewithal to even find the right department to call 
because immigration's insane to even get through to anyone. And to then yeah. go through with something that is so serious to make a claim like that, it's not like calling Crime Stoppers anonymously. This is serious. I just don't think they did it. I don't. I really don't think they did it. Okay, you convinced me. That's a really good argument. Um, I was interested that they kept calling it a complaint, like put in a complaint about yeah. him. So then I was like, well, maybe they would call and be like, well, he he lunged at me and he punched me and he's violent and da da da. It's a possibility. But um, then I, what I loved was the lawyer, Andre's lawyer, was so sassy, and I was okay. living that lawyer imagine going through now to go through university then to go to law school then to pass the bar only to end up on 90 day fiance happily ever after tell all no limits i mean (laughs) what are you doing that woman had to clear it with her entire law office i'm gonna go on a zoom with all these morons on TLC, I don't, I, I don't know who approved her for this. I'm glad she was there, but it was, she's bananas. She's a nut job herself. It was wild. She was very serious, but she also got kind of shady with it. She said, probably the only thing I'll agree with Charlie about today yeah. is that Andre attracts negativity. And so it's possible that someone close to him did make a complaint about my client. And I was like, damn. I mean, she wanted, she was in, she was really bitchy. She was (laughs) very serious about um, everything she said was correct. Except she, she kind of, I feel like she's waiting for a spinoff. If the TLC do anything with like law firms in Florida, she wants in, like she's prepping herself for a reality show. Everybody is nowadays, but I feel as though, um, yeah, she definitely was outlining the law. Um, she didn't give an, and she kept insinuating if somebody made a complaint. But let's be real here. The big thing that isn't getting spoken about. Remember, we were told, which is probably 5% of the story, Andre, it was, he somewhat in a roundabout manner alluded to the fact that when he was a police officer in Moldova, he was either an informant against the corruption in the police force and was on a on a um not on trial himself but a evidence giving evidence as a witness for police force in moldova for criminal activity that is something that is so huge and on record that's why your visa that's why your green card is getting reviewed dude that's why it's getting reviewed and no one ever speaks of that no one's talking about that. And I'm like, do we not remember that whole conversation? I can see him on the balcony with Becky in Moldova. Not Becky. Uh, sorry, my mind's all Becky. Um, with Libby on that balcony. And she's going, so what actually happened? And he's like roundabout, like, well, there was people that were doing bad things in the police force. And I wasn't doing bad things, but I told people they were doing bad things. I mean, it was like stated like that. And mm-hmm. he did go to trial against them that is not something the american government just goes oh okay fine that's Mm -hmm. what's going on 
Yeah. And that lawyer wasn't mentioning it probably for her client's protection, which I do love, by the way, Sean was trying her hardest to get Andre to get deported because she's like, so tell me more about that time you overstayed your visa. And he he starts telling her and the lawyer's like, no, 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 no. I would just advise him right now not to say anything. And I was like, oh, you are a dream. Andre was about to talk about it all. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Andre, shut up. Yeah. And then she tries to scare everyone. She's like, I just want to say it is a felony to make a false allegation to the federal mm-hmm. government and they're mm-hmm. all just like okay okay fine right. yeah and then becky got becky got all like oh wow so serious she, she hated her too she's like all right she flipped her gorgeous hair oh, she's like, oh, she's so good you know um, what i want to know is i need more dirt on this family i know there's so, so much, much that andre and libby aren't saying he Wait, says just can't- this he said this cult that they call family is just ruining them all i love his use of language i have told you multiple times though kate i still don't even have a count on how many kids there are there are like i remember i want to i need to just rewind and go all this spare time i apparently have go back to the very first episode that we are introduced to at, um libyan before the 90 days or whatever or 90 day and she sat at a table and she's like, yeah, I'm one of like 12 or something. It was nuts. There's like 12 of them that were all from the same two parents. What? And then, uh, yeah. And so... then, remember then the mugshot started coming out. Becky, Charlie, Chuck, like they all had mugshots from DUIs, secondary DUIs, a load of stuff. And then, then this was really interesting when Andre shouts out, and I know stuff is all edited, and he shouts out when he's going in on in on Charlie, you bum, you bum. I do love it when he calls him a bum. So funny. And he's like, you don't even have a car. And Charlie didn't say anything back to it. And I know that could have been edited out. Look, yeah. we're not naive, but I do choose to believe it was not. There was no editing. And he doesn't say anything back. And I'm wondering, what do you mean you don't have a car? Oh, maybe it's because it's DUI. I don't know. I don't know. But you're right. There is a lot that's in that family. You don't have a family yeah. that big without a lot of skeletons and closets. And the things that he does shout are already kind of, you know, very bad, actually. You're an alcoholic. You drink every day. You don't even have a car. So that kind of insinuates he might have lost his license or something or, you know, isn't stressed. So that's what's being said. And I'm like, okay, I know there's some other shit going on. I'm just surprised it hasn't been that Andre really would ever hold back. That's the thing. I just can't imagine him ever holding back. So oh, maybe for Chuck's sake, he's always he's always sucking up to Chuck. Maybe maybe maybe, maybe Chuck's, Chuck's being like, like this is stuff you cannot you don't cannot mention. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. So uh, anyway, to conclude that, because we are going to spend about five hours on this. We yeah. need to speed up. Yeah. Okay, so Andre and Libby, that happens. And then we see at the end, actually, Andre and Becky have a heart to heart. It was so nice. And he's like, um, because Becky throughout it is just kind of like, look, can we just be okay with each other? That's all I'm asking. Can we be okay? We see them backstage. Andre and Becky have a heart to heart and they actually hug. And he's like, it's okay. She she goes, I don't want to lose you. And Libby, I don't. And then we have him and Angela in the car going to get drinks. Then we go to the rooftop and it's Jovi and Andre again. They're having another drink and they seem to have like settled down a little bit with each other. Yeah, they were okay with each other. They were okay. And then Big Ed comes over and we will discuss Big Ed. 
in a little bit but he basically goes after both Jovi and Andre because they're like you're a piece of shit which Ed is and that starts a fight so next um why don't we're gonna leave Liz and Ed because we have to to the end Jovi and Yara they we haven't had their whole package yet so we've just seen Jovi with um Andre and then we saw Yara um shopping with Shida 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 um and Yara is just telling Shida what she should do which we'll get into with Shida and so we don't really haven't seen anything with Jovi and Yara any of their package yet no not really Balau such a piece I mean you think he's he just keeps confirming what a disgusting person is and you know what I wrote in my notes I don't ever need to see Bilal lying on a bed with his laptop ever again how many scenes have we had of him lying on a bed with his laptop I cannot see it one more time what is he doing yeah work very busy very busy so basically we don't get below and she 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 i'm sorry i'm sorry shy does um whole package yet but we see um shida and yara going shopping beforehand before the tell all um no limits and um she reveals that of course she doesn't have she's not allowed to have a joint bank account with him she has no idea quote i don't know how much he makes um she has no shared finances and she has no finances so she is my age and has to ask him for money every day he won't let her won't let her in on his finances at all and they're married this uh, really depressed me and i mad. but it's her fault like, it's her fault. Get your shit together and realize this and leave. You're done. You don't have a child right now. Get out. This man is appalling to you. End of story. And you keep being, well, okay, it's okay. Well, no, because you think you're going to get what you want. Shida, you're never going to get what you want. So I mean, leave. I think that's true, but I don't, we don't know. He's so manipulative. Like, we don't know what he's saying to her. To keep well, she's her got around. it on television. She's got it on television. Anyone watching this at this point, she can watch this back and go, this is ridiculous. And then, um, so we see her have this whole thing with um, Yara. She goes back and he's lying on his bed with a laptop. And he said, she brings all this up and he just goes, she's very easily influenced. Then he says, you can have a piggy bank at home. And he, then he says to her, you're very hard to please. Do you know that? You're very hard to please. I hate using the word gaslight because it's always been overused. He is manipulate. Essentially, it's constant manipulation of her words, of her wants, of her needs. And he is a piece of shit. And his best friend in this entire thing is guess who? Ed. Ed is obsessed with him. Ed thinks he is like su- he's such the epitome of a man's man. He's such a cool guy. I I never need to see Bilal again. I never need to see him again. He's so condescending. Why did why is he married? Dude, this is your third marriage. What's the point that you ever got married again? Like you don't want a stepmother because his kids aren't really like I, I don't get his reasoning for any of this status just think oh, feels God. like he should be married for appearances he's so i can't all right who's next 
Okay. So let's, we just have Jenny and Summit, I think, before. And Kim, Kimbali. Kimbali and Uz- Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have much about Kimbali and Uzman, except for like Uzman fighting with Ange. Angela is the, can we just repeat? Angela is the worst thing that ever happened to Nigeria. That's what Soldier Boy. I was laughing so hard and he said it was so much passion um oh. and i just thought it was so good but the funniest thing with kimbali and soldier boy actually let's talk about this for two seconds is it just me listener and kate that is completely blown away about how the fact that we meet kimbali again and they're like oh you broken up yeah we're still broken up oh but we're good friends it's fine sorry she spent years with this guy was his number one fan obsessive over him like like an angela to a michael like hot tempered throwing rings obsessed with them like this was the love of his life we saw that they broke up in the last episode and she's like yeah it's fine what what i don't know why i'm so shocked by that that suddenly she was just she was going to adopt a kid with them she was obsessed with them this is the love of her life she was and now she's like yeah I just break up yeah it was all right Okay, what? I must have like been getting a drink or something when that was on because yeah. I kind of miss that they're not dating at no, all. Okay, complete, she says you complete. Yeah, we're completely broken up, and she's like, "Oh, it's fine, still friends." What? I don't. I didn't understand that at all, Kate. And listen, if you know. have any idea, let me know because I, my, I couldn't. She's like happy. She's like fine. Like, what are you talking? I mean, they may get into it more when we go into their segment. We did not have it in um, in episode one or two, but I, I didn't get that at all. But the highlight for me, and this is incorporating Jenny and Samet, we see Jenny Samet's in India. Jenny is in New York. Now, she has lived her entire life in, or was born and raised in uh, San Diego. When you see her in New York City with a pretzel in her hand, and she's like staring around um in times square and she's like whoa new york sorry she's never been to new york before and i know she's been to india and she's traveled a lot but she's never been to new york city i was like what i didn't understand that like at all one of the best cities in the world and it's in your country and you've never been i didn't i didn't get that at all um so she's like in love with new york she's like, i can't believe how busy it is like it's so amazing I love it. and she had not been in america for three years kate yeah, this was fun to see Jenny back uh-huh. in her homeland. You know, she was she was like, I can finally just talk to anyone. I know. <laughs> There's no language barrier for most people here. And, um, it was yeah. it was really nice to see her, but the cherry on the icing on the cake for me was Jenny and Kim Bali having a gay old time in the park, arm <laughs> in arm, sisters in okay. We see that Jenny meets up with Kimbali. The producers have put them together to go meet each other for the first time in the park. They are like gal pals straight away. They're like, oh, they both grew up in San Diego. By the way, and Big Ed did. There's a big San Diego thing here. Yeah. Um, she goes, you um, you grew up in San Diego? Yes, I was brought up in San Diego. Oh, my God. So they start going, they are walking around that park arm in arm. I am loving it. It is ridiculous. They are just falling. They're like, yeah, we have a lot in common. And they start bitching about Angela and they start talking about age differences and things like that. And then, and then um, 
Kimberly is so excited at the camera. She's like, oh, me and Jenny just go on so well. They were having a gay old time. And then the best thing, it was like, we see them from the back walking through the park, being like, oh, we should going to have dinner or something. And they're arm in arm. And um, and uh, Kimberly says something like, oh, I need to, what are you going to wear tomorrow? And she's like, oh, we're going to put some heels. And Jenny goes, oh, you're wearing heels. And I was like, it was like a friendship for the ages. I was it so was. excited. I loved it. Thelma and Louise. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. So we haven't had Summit or um, Soldier Boys packages yet. We'll get that in the next episode. But Kate, we have one couple left. Now, guys, we are going to try and keep our rages at a minimum. We are going to try and keep this short and sweet. Um, But it was so hard to watch. It was so atrocious. We're talking about Liz and Ed, and we have joked for weeks or just commented weeks how it is a dark cloud. They are venomous. They are terrible people together. They are awful. It's a dark, dark cloud. Liz is miserable. Ed is horrible. We go in, we see Ed. We find out straight away that they broke up again. Liz, Ed told her to move out. We find more about that in a little bit. Liz was couch surfing for two months you know what she got her own place we see her in her new place and her friend called j-lo appreciate her um she's in a new place she's got her furniture she's got herself situated and when she was looking to cameron saying and telling us all this and she goes, and i found my new place her entire face lit up yep. she has her job she has a new place and she goes to j-lo we're still seeing each other dun 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 <sighs> She says, Ed wants me to wear my ring, so I wear it. I don't know if we're engaged. And then she kind of does this thousand yard stair, thousand mile stair. She's like, I don't know. And I'm like, who can live in such ambiguity all the time? Like, what? I don't I know. I will remind engaged. you again that she's now 30 years old. She's only just <sighs> out of her 20s. I I realize with this, however this is going to end, and I hope it's going to end up how we think it's going to end up of them just never seeing each other again, that it is going to take a lot of time. But there is going to be a day when Liz watches all this back on television after years of therapy and goes, I don't even recognize myself. I don't know how I made those choices. I don't know why I made those choices. That is like a completely different person looking doing that like we all have most of i know i have been in relationships and i'm out of it going what mm-hmm. is that even me what and she is so entrenched in this manipulation and darkness and cycles of abuse and cycles of manipulation that she sees nothing else but this mm-hmm. All she can keep repeating is, I just love him and I don't need him, but I want him. I, I don't need him. I have my no own place, clue. but I just, I love him so much. And that's why, I, that's why I love him and I want to be with him. And everyone's just looking at her in pity, like, oh girl, like, no. So we get to the tell all and should we just jump to the, let's, let's go. The one thing, Kate, I'll let you roll with this, but the one, the only the only thing that was amusing was in the green room. Ed is sat there and he, he goes, oh, I'm back to Bismol. 
And you Pepto-Bismol, for anyone that doesn't know that's outside of the States, I wouldn't have known what this is. It's that bright pink ant antacid thing, basically. It comes in a bottle and it settles your stomach. And he is not just a sip, I mean guzzling. He goes, oh, oh, oh this Pepto-Bismol, then puts the lid on it. And very briefly, in a tangent, I, I am a very, as you can tell, very nervous person. So you can, can get like quite quite hyper and quite it always goes to my stomach. My stomach always gets really, really affected. I can't eat or I'm like really acidic or something like that. I used to get terrible stomach pains. When I was dealing with actually, it's so weird, my green card, um, I would have to go to lawyers. You have to pay them a load of money and you're waiting for interviews and all this stuff, right? I used to, I was known, I was like 20, mid to, mid 20s. And I used to carry around a bottle of Pepto-Bismol in my bag. I shit you not. And I used to sip on it because I was so highly strung. Like oh. my entire life, I've been like a nervous wreck constantly. Yeah. And so I would have Pepto-Bismol and I would sip on it to settle my stomach because I was that much of a nervous wreck. So when I saw him, I was like, I feel you, Ed. I completely, oh that was the only, that was the only light moment of this entire thing. Kate, go into it. I <laughs> Nausea, heartburn, indigestion, Digestion. upset stomach, diarrhea. diarrhea. That's their little thing. Okay. That's Go great. On. I love that. Okay. So oh. they trot out Rose. Uh, well, not in real life. You're not in person. She's on a video call. And we watch Liz. And again, we know it's an overused term, but this was textbook. We watch Liz get gaslit in real time. I... So. What happened is Ed, when he was, I was he with Liz at this point or were they off, off at this point? Unclear. Unclear. He texts Rose and said, and they have the screenshots and he asks, he says, you look so good or something. You look great. And she just says, thanks. And then he asks if he can come visit. The Philippines. Gross. You are watching Liz, a woman fall, who is already in pieces, fall apart even more in front of your eyes. We witness they go through this. Rose about him being on a dating app. We see that Liz is sat there listening to all of this when she is on that sofa with Ed, and it is so hard to watch Kate because this woman's being destroyed. constantly and everyone in the room is realizing how bad it is exactly and so they start to call him out because he he said before they showed the text of course they you know sean is like so did you happen Mm -hmm. to reach out to rose and he says no i i don't i didn't i didn't text rose he lies about it and then, of course, oh, I just don't remember. Can't remember. I'm sorry, you I mean, you don't remember I, texting your ex-girlfriend that you're on a TV show with asking to come visit her? Oh, really convenient, Ed. I, it's so, he's sweating and Rose is going, yes, he's in touch with me. Yes, he texts me. We see the text. Liz is just at this point like catatonic. She's just catatonic. Then it gets worse. And this is when you talk about manipulation. I want to just review one thing. She says then, Liz says, I also have found him on dating apps. 
for Asian ladies. And he's looking around like, um, no, I mean, well, I that I was on that before. And she goes, my mum and I looked to the dating app that you were on and it said you were active a day ago. This was when we were together. And his response is, see, this is what Liz does. Kate, I nearly fell apart when I when I heard that. So you've been caught cheating. We tell you that we know you're cheating. And your response is to say, look at how look at how ridiculous you are for finding out that I've been cheating. I wanted to put my fist through the screen and knock him out. I everyone, like you say, in that studio was just like you. Oh, so no, apart from Bilal. Apart from Blau, he didn't give a fuck. The rest of them were like, you are a disgusting piece of shit. And then he goes, can I have my ring back? After she calls him out for cheating on her, he goes, well, give me my ring back then. I Because she is fully <sighs> dissociating on the couch. And she just gets to this point where she goes, I don't have any more respect and she kind of trails off yep and i didn't know if she meant for him for her mm. i think she meant for him for herself for mm-hmm. everything involved and yeah he give me my ring back and she just takes it off flops it in his hand she and sean is speechless sean I says know. i don't know what to say to that and it's silent in the room why you know we don't this is more of a rhetorical question because we don't need to get into it and we don't care why is he so appalling to her and to women in general he cheated on his wife remember he was married and had that daughter and he cheated on her why is he such an awful person to women i mean yeah forgetting it's just revenge it is it's like the fact that like i say never date the guy that was a fat kid in school i warned you about it never do it um so I mean, then we see it wraps up and she is honestly, she's she's out of it. She's completely out of it. And she keeps repeating this phrase. It's going to hit me later. It's going to hit me. And you know that I've had that when someone close to me has died and I would get up and go to work the next day. And everyone was like, what do you mean you go to work? I just think you just carry on. You're just fine because you, it's, it's, you just cope. You just cope with that. And then it hits you like a ton of bricks. Like it's an insane feeling, but it's your entire, it's a mechanism in, in you that goes, you have to get up and stand up and stay up or else you're going to die yourself. Like it's it's a, it's a real coping mechanism. And I know that feeling. Yeah. And so you're watching her do it. You're watching her. Then they go to this rooftop. And I just wrote, I just want to throw him off that rooftop. And he's in a car with that Bilal who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't, I'm not even going to bother talking about those two pieces of shit. Then um, they're up there and he goes, uh, Liz, can I speak to you? And she speaks to him. They go up to this other part in this hotel room and she says to him very calmly, which she doesn't need to be, by the way, she could be screaming at him. Um, you know, what you did is terrible. You're cheating on me. This is awful. I've seen everything. I, I don't want anything to do with you. She stands up and he goes, stop playing a role. Yep. He turns into the victim. I had six couples attacking me on that stage and you just jumped on the bandwagon. You didn't say anything. That's not what happened, Ed. How can people not see themselves? How can somebody be so ignorant 
to how they come across when they're on a television show. How do you not see that you are a worthless human being? You are a disgusting person that should never be in a relationship with anyone ever. It's he's, just, it, he's, I, he's, he's, he's a raging narcissist. Like he can't see anything other than getting out of looking bad and, and blaming everything on everyone. He actually has the nerve to say to her that she doesn't ever, um, what does he say? I have it written down here. Uh, he says, I want you to take responsibility for yourself to Liz. I want you to stand up for me. Oh, I didn't lie. He says, I didn't lie to you. I didn't remember. Right. I can't. It, it, it got to the point. I couldn't watch it. I mean, I watched it all, but I was really like, I can't hear this. Like, it's so, if you've ever had, and I'm not, you know, I'm certainly not the exception. All of us have been lied to or manipulated in some form or whatever, but yeah. if you've ever been in a very serious relationship like those two are, and you realize that this person is doing this to you, and you then watch somebody else doing it to somebody else, it is such a deep, deep, um, pain that you're feeling for somebody else and a frustration and a mm-hmm. level of anger because when it's happening to you this person's in front of you just lying to your face and manipulating to you and you're like why is no one else here to see that you are a terrible human being but it all comes out in the wash it all comes out in the wash but anyway it was so bad Kate it was so bad dude I pray I pray she's not with him at this time Because she gets to the point, she tells the camera, Ed's such a piece of shit. He doesn't deserve my love or anybody's love. The only unconditional love he'll get is from the two dogs that we're supposed to raise together. Yeah. Correct. God. And that's it. Guys, I know this has been, this has been a long journey we've taken you on. We've done part one and part two. We do have two, two more parts and I'm not even complaining about it. I'm there for it all. I'm there for it all. I am. We were left. The last scene was Ed kicking off a fight with Andre and Jovi, which is hilarious. Um, and we're going to see what happens. Uh, but I think they did. They. I love the new structure. They did yep. so well. The only thing that's going to top it off to make it even better, Kate, if they could do a Housewives, someone filming on their cell phone what happens after the cameras have gone down in the hotel. Oh. That now that is gold we need the bartender's footage (laughs) in the bar security cameras all right guys Uh, we are gonna love you and leave you but we are going to be back uh next tuesday with the um third part yep third part um all right so have a fantastic week remember to go and follow us on instagram at tender loving care podcast follow us we have all our updates and everything there and we will see you then bye-bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to Quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.